0: This is Rama for Today.
1: For and predestined a family. See, so he didn't foreordain, and predestined you to be saved or go to heaven or go to hell or whatever, but a family, and he could have just peopled the world at once with the whole world with, with, with people. But he just made one man and woman and gave them the privilege of bringing his family, and he records their name. You can't find anywhere about it written down. You always keep reading about it being blotted out. And their name, when they're born, are written down in the book of life. That's what God intends, but it can be blotted out.
0: Welcome to Rama for today. Kenneth e. Hagen continues his teaching on how to write your own ticket with God. Next on Rama for Today Radio. Also later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now. Let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message.
1: I remember in my hometown of McKinney, Texas, there was a man by the name of Bryant, Mr. Bryant. He taught uh, uh, the auditorium Bible class in the First Baptist Church. And uh, he was a graduate of Baylor University and seminary. He had the same education all the preachers did, though he wasn't a minister. He just felt like God called him to be a Bible teacher. And he and I would always have quite a time of fellowship together and talking. And he warned me against these full gospel people. He said, now, now, now I'll admit uh, that they, they, uh, in many, many of their beliefs, they're orthodox. I mean just as orthodox, you know, and fundamental as we Baptists are. And I'll admit that they live better lives than we do. But that speaking of tongues is of the devil. And I thought to myself, how in the world could you get something from the devil that'd help you to live a better life? I thought he always helped people live a worse life and a more evil life. Amen. That speaking with tongues is of the devil. And then he said, besides that, they let women talk in church and teach, you know. And I said to him, you know, I said to him one time, after I did receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he spoke with other tongues and he brought up the subject again, that speaking with tongues is of the devil. I said, it is? Yes, sir. Well, I said, if it is the whole Southern Baptist movement's of the devil. He looked at me, you know like I'd slapped him with a wet dish rag. (laughs) "What, What do you mean? I said, well, I was born again among the Baptists I was born of the Holy Ghost but I was filled or baptized with the Holy Ghost down there among the Pentecostals and spoke with other tongues and the same spirit that I received among the Baptists, the same Holy Ghost that bore witness with my spirit that I was a child of God, the same Holy Ghost that I had in here all the time is the one that gave me utterance in other tongues. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. He said, that can't be right. That can't be right. I said, how do you know? Have you ever spoken with tongue? No. Well, I said, you're a Bible teacher. You know your Bible. The book of Proverbs said, a man that answers a matter before he hears, it's a fool. (laughs) Now, don't be a, it said, don't be a fool. You don't know. You, You don't know what spirit, you haven't spoken with tongue. How would you know? I've been born again among the Baptists, baptized with the Holy Ghost among the Pentecostals. I'm the only one of the two of us that can speak with authority. It's the same spirit that I got among the Baptists that gave me utterance in tongues. He's not two Holy Ghosts. He's not twins. He's <laughs> just one spirit. One Lord. Hallelujah. One spirit. Are you listening? Yeah. yeah, but he said they even have women preachers. Oh, I knew I had him then. I said, I want to ask you a question. See, I know you're a, you're a Baylor graduate. Got your degree. Seminary graduate. I knew what we Baptists believe, and it's partly true and partly untrue. You see, uh, to a certain point, it's true. I said, uh, isn't prophesying preaching? Yeah. Well, I said the second chapter of Acts, Peter's quoting Joel's prophecy, In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters will preach. (laughs) You're a Bible scholar, a a Baylor graduate. What about that? Huh. Uh Uh He said, you know, it does say that, don't it? He said, I'll I'll give that further study. I'll get back to you. I've been waiting ever since 1935. He never got back to me yet. I mean, according to the way he believed, there's no way to answer it. Amen. Are you listening to me? No way in the world to answer it. Had it cornered. That's one thing about it. When you have the Bible, you've got them cornered, praise the Lord. I used to not have much sense. Some people don't think I do yet. That's your problem, not mine. I know I've got more sense than I used to have. If nothing else, my wife taught me a few things. Amen. But I, I always uh, wanted to be a lawyer. Now, when I was a little kid, from uh, time I can remember till I was nine years old, I always wanted to preach. Then I said, I'm going to be a preacher. Absolutely. See, my spirit was alive to God. Paul says in Romans, I might as well forget that. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Paul said in Romans 7th chapter and about the ninth verse, he said, I was alive without the law once, but he said the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Now, he can't be talking about physical death because he was alive when he wrote the letter physically. He's talking about spiritual death. I was alive without the What do you mean? His spirit was alive to God. But when he reached the age of accountability, the commandment came. He learned the difference between right and wrong and the sin nature in the flesh did wrong and he died. That is, what spiritual death doesn't mean he ceased to exist. He's not in fellowship with God anymore. He's not in relationship with God anymore. And that's the reason he had to be born again. You mind me taking a little side journey here? <laughs> Believe or will. Sometimes folks get as much out of the side journey as do the main line. You know, we've said I said it myself, I said it myself, so I'm not I don't mean this destructive criticism, you know I'm not not trying to destroy myself. You know, come and be born again. Get your name written down in in the book of life so you can go to heaven. Nobody except folks that have been born again will ever go to heaven. What about little babies? Have they ever been born again? Do they go to heaven? How did you get your name written down in the book of life anyway? Remember over there in the book of Revelation? Now you look in the Bible. Go through it all the way from the beginning to the end. You can't find one thing about where it says, Be born again. Get your name written down in the book of life. You look over there at the judgment seat of Christ. I, I mean the, the, the white throne judgment. And death and hell gave up the dead which were in them. And the books was opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. Well, what in the world are they opening that for? All these folks came out of death. death We're Talking about death, not physical death. Out of spiritual death and hell. They're spiritually dead people. And the book of life was opened. And everyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, which burneth with fire and brimstone. What in the world are they looking in the book of life for, for their name? If it never was there, wouldn't that be stupid? <laughs> Amen. No, you see, dear friends, God, God foreordained and predestined a family. See, so he didn't foreordain and predestined you to be saved or go to heaven or go to hell or whatever, but a family, and he could have just peopled the world at once with the whole world with, with, with people. But he just made one man and woman and gave them the privilege of bringing his family, and he records their name. You can't find anywhere about it written down. You always keep reading about it being blotted out. And their name, when they're born, is written down in the book of life. That's what God intend, but it can be blotted out. Are you listening to me? Paul's spirit was alive to God, but the commandment came. Sin revives. He's there in his flesh all the time. And I died. He's no longer in fellowship with God. I remember when it happened to me. I was nine years old, and I didn't have that anymore. I'm not going to preach anymore. I'm going to be a logger. Used to run off from home. Mom would tell me not to go, and I'd slip off. Boy, you sure feel bad you start back home then. Because you know you're going to get it. But I'd go to the courthouse, sit there sometimes nearly all day long, sit up in the balcony where you could look right down here where they're pleading the cases and listen to those lawyers. And I'm sure at 10, 11, 12 years old, I could have done better than some of those lawyers did to pleading the case. I'd heard so many of them, I, I just believe I could have outdone them. Seemed like some of them were the poorest things i ever heard in your life. Of course, they, most of them was, was court-appointed. Court I guess they couldn't get anything, so they had to appoint them to, to represent folks. But anyway, they did a poor job, I thought. And so I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. See? And, and, and uh, in high school, you know, I was always on the debating team. We never did lose. Never. My wife always said, I believe you'd argue with a signpost. (laughs) Women usually know, you know. Well, I don't try to be that way. That's just part of my physical nature, you see. But when I got born again, my spirit took back over again. The minute I was born again, I was born again the 22nd day of April. 20 minutes till 8 (laughs) o'clock in the south bedroom of 405 North College Street saturday night hallelujah and the minute i was born again didn't know a thing about divine healing didn't know it's possible to be here. i said lord you get me up here and i'll go preach the minute i got born again see and my spirits alive again to god i got still i got that preaching it again i had that preaching my spirit when I was little fella three four i used to get out there in the garden grandpa always had a garden and preach to the cabbage heads a lot of time to think I'm preaching to cabbage heads yet. I mean, those cabbage heads never change the expression. You get tired preaching to cabbage heads after a while. You got no response. Yeah, four years old, four and a half, five, six. We didn't start school till we were seven. And then I'd go over and preach to the bean vines a while. What did you preach? I don't know. Just preach. Amen. Hallelujah. See, but I lost that preach. When the commandment came, sin revived and I died. That is my spirit's out of fellowship with God, out of relationship with God, has to be born again then. Amen? Can you see that? But the minute my spirit's back in fellowship with God, the minute my spirit's alive to God, that preaches right there again. I don't know how to relate to these people. I think maybe I'm called, I don't know for sure. Oh dear Lord, I've never questioned it. I've known it just as much a part of me as my ears a part of my body just as real in here? I think where the problem is that spiritual things are not real to them. We live too much in the flesh. Fleshy things are real to us. Mental things are real to us. But spiritual things are just as real as physical things are real. Spiritual things are just as real as mental things are real. Can you say amen?
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.
1: Honey, we have a special offer. Um, we have hey my book. It's called Hey God. Hey why is, God. Why is it taking so long? <laughs> I know. You know, we get impatient. Yeah. And God has a plan for us, but sometimes it takes longer I than we I remember you think. preaching that. Yes. And then uh, three CDs by you, Keeping Stress from Becoming Distress. Yeah, that was a series I taught, three CDs. On, you know, many people let uh, stress become a distress. It doesn't have to be. No. No, it does not. You don't have to give in to it. God can help you through it. Yes. It. We all go through stress, but Absolutely. God can help you get to the other side and accomplish what you need to accomplish. In fact, stress can be a distraction to keep you from doing that. Absolutely. And then your
0: dad's uh, mini book, God's medicine. And your mini book, Faith Worketh by Love. Everybody needs to read that at least once a month.
1: (laughs) And that's for a gift of $30 or more. So just go right now to rhema.org and
0: order that right now. Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, How to Write Your Own Ticket with God. That's tomorrow on Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.